If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. That's another great quote by Wayne Dyer. I mean, if you change the way you look at your past and simply understand that because of your past, you are who you are today. And if you are proud of who you are today, doesn't that change the way that you look at your past? Welcome to Heal Conversations to Guide You Toward Personal Growth and Overall Well Being. the honor of interviewing someone who, in my opinion, embodies the idea of honoring your past. She is taking her past and now uses her experiences to help others. I hope you enjoy this interview with Andrea Vaughn. All right, I'm so excited to welcome my guest today. She is an author, a mom, an abuse prevention specialist, as well as a sound healing practitioner, my favorite. <laughs> and even though we attended the same high school around the same time, we've only just met about a year ago. I'm so excited to call her a friend. And throughout the course of this episode, I think you'll also agree with me that she is a huge inspiration. Welcome, Andrea. This is Andrea Vaughn. Well, now I'm going to cry from the introduction. This is not going to be very effective. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's so sweet. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for including me. I feel very well, There are so many reasons why I feel like you would be a perfect fit for this podcast. But the main reason why I wanted you on as my first guest was because one of my themes of healing is to honor your past. And I th think through your book that you wrote, um, that's exactly what you did. So if you feel comfortable um, talking a little bit about how you've grown and healed um, through writing that book, which we will obviously name, uh, tell us a little bit about how you came to deciding to write such a powerful book, um, exposing your history, your past, how it helped you heal? I guess that's the big question. Those are the big questions that I have based on your book, which is called Invisible Target. It's about educator abuse and how you overcame that. Uh, there's just so much in the book that I want to talk about, but if, if you could maybe just answer how you decided to do that. How did you decide to expose your life um, and why? Sure, sure. I know those are some big questions. And it, I can definitely say that it was a process. It wasn't one day I woke up and oh, I have to write a book and share with the world all these awful things that happened to me. Let's go. It definitely didn't start like that. I had been speaking out against educator abuse for many years and trying to do trainings here and there. And I started training more people and across the country, but I just felt it was too important a topic to just kind of keep to myself. I, I wanted to reach more people. I really think that was more important. I didn't have this burning desire to write a memoir um, necessarily. 
And yet on the other side of the coin, I felt like it was important to document the experience to kind of get it out of me. So it was like two things going on. One, I was starting to write for my personal benefit just to get the story outside. I felt that that was gonna be key to me moving on and healing. But I really didn't have a whole lot of intention at first for sharing it with everybody. So that was kind of, it's kind of a weird, I don't know what the, the word is, paradox or juxtaposition of, I don't know. But it was two things going on at once. Get the story outside of me, write a little bit. And yet, how can I reach more people so that we can spare some kids from going through what I went through? And so as I started writing, it was really clear to me, oh, this isn't for me. This book is not for me. I have to write this book. It, it just, it wasn't a choice anymore. It was very interesting. It was just this mandate this from the universe. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. That just it makes sense me. to me. Um, and I'm hoping to people who are, have decided to tune in to listen to this type of a podcast, um, understanding that it came from somewhere bigger than you. Yes. Um, but you were talking and educating about educator abuse first, and then thinking maybe it would help to heal you a little bit to write about it. And then all of a Correct. sudden it became much bigger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. I think you summed that up much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, became, it, it became something you had to do, not for your healing, even though it was probably healing in mm -hmm. and of itself. Mm -hmm. It became something much bigger that you felt like, and no ego involved that you had to share because you didn't want anyone else to go through what you had gone through. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that helped me complete it was that you, you nailed it saying it wasn't about ego. I had to imagine like writing it as if no one will ever read this book or I wouldn't have been able to complete a single page yeah. <laughs> because the editor inside you is just brutal. And you know, you're editing, oh, should I say this? Should I not say that? And my husband was critical in helping me complete it for a lot of ways. But one was write it all down, figure it out later write everything first and then you can decide and that it just gives you permission to to go forward because it was one of the toughest things i've done besides surviving the abuse was writing it all down and it it was just felt as i was writing and once i had I gave myself permission to write it all to write it all i was just clear and like oh this really could help prevent at least one other kid from going through it and and if even one kid was spared, it was worth it. It was worth writing the whole thing. So that's my, that was my thought in having you here. <laughs> my thought was, you know, she, she epitomized, you epitomized the, the concept of honoring your past in order to move forward and heal. Um, and I'm hoping that maybe someone, I'm hoping that people will listen, but maybe there'll be someone even listening to this when it airs that not only because this is how I feel about that book. Um, not only did it help, does it help students, children, and perhaps teachers and parents understand the signs, um, but also for someone who hasn't been in that situation, but perhaps mm -hmm. another form of, of an abusive relationship, I feel like it would help even them to understand when they're in that situation that you can get out or at least to notice the signs. That's the biggest takeaway that I had. Um, yes, I do have a, a daughter. I have a child who I was, you know, I always, as women, I think, hate to generalize, we always worry about, um, I guess, quote, predators. Mm -hmm. um, 
which I think a lot of maybe men don't have that um, same viewpoint that we have, but I always worried having a daughter. Um, and in, even myself and growing up in the same town that you grew up in mm -hmm. and understanding that uh, people look, men look at women and, oh, this is going nowhere. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, I'm going off on a tangent. But the, the thing is, I have definitely felt um, victimized in one way or another as a young girl. And I'm not saying from an educator, however, other people, you know, like creepy men. Um, and when you dial into it and you look at it from an adult perspective, looking back, it's very enlightening to see just how many times you may have experienced feeling that way, but you don't have the language for that when you're a kid. No, you don't. And if, depending on how you grew up and your background and your um, situation and your family, you might feel like, oh, you know, it's, it, it's something that you want. Um, and that's very confusing as well, you know? So I think this book was great, not just, again, for students, parents, teachers to understand the signs, but for someone um, who may have felt in, like they were in a relationship like that uh, to help them work through it themselves, maybe understand, oh my gosh, that relationship probably wasn't the healthiest. And now I know why, you know, like it just really, it helped me a lot um, to understand my worth um, to understand, really, I, I always dig deep when I read a book, something like this is like, where, have I ever experienced that? Is that something that I do? Is that, you know, so I, I'm always going inward and reflecting. And this really helped me to reflect on some decisions that I've made and some experiences that I've had. I am so touched right now to hear that it moved you that much, that it, that it helped you gain more insight into some previous things, you know, aspects of your life. And it just motivates me to keep going sometimes because sometimes you're, you don't know, you know, who's reading your book or um, whatever. But I really agree that I think a lot of people can relate to some of the things I wrote in there because abuse is, is abuse across so many different planes. And it, it just, there's so many different situations that share the same dynamics. When there's power and control, and when someone doesn't feel like they have their own voice and they don't know how to speak out and they question themselves and their self-esteem gets whittled away, that can apply to so many different situations and scenarios. And I, I thought it was important for me to share, you know, th those aspects. It wasn't just the, the sexual abuse I experienced, it was the emotional abuse. And honestly, I think that was more damaging in the long run. And, and I also thought it was really important for me to share the leftovers, as I call them, the, the things that I still kind of carried around with me long after the abuse had ended. And I think that we're not always aware of our, of the reasons behind some of our behaviors, our decision making, our lack of, our poor boundaries sometimes. It took me decades to get to a healthier place. And writing the book helped shine just the act of writing it and having to like form your story in a way to help explain it to someone else. Oh my Lord, that is so helpful. That just makes you, it's kind of like when you're, you know, you're a teacher and mm -hmm. when you have to teach something, you learn it so much better because you have to explain it in different ways. You're going to see it from all these different angles. That's how it was with my story. And it, it, I love the, the title or your subject of this podcast because it really is like honoring your path. It's really important for us 
to see it as if it happened to somebody else, you know, how would you treat someone else telling you everything you went through? Would you belittle them? Would you shame them? Or would you just cherish them and support them, encourage them? Why do they deserve better treatment than us? You know, a lot of us have never learned how to have this wonderful treatment of ourselves and we have to teach ourselves and we need to learn how to do that. And that even if you don't feel like you're worthy of learning it, just fake it. Just yeah. like you're going to, if you're going to be saying mean stuff to yourself anyway, why not just flip the script a little and just try saying something kind and see how it feels. And you, you don't have to believe it. I know this sounds kind of funny, but I find, you know, I was just in a really bad place last week about 16,000 things. And a friend guided me to this place and she reminded me, which I already knew and forgot that your unconscious cannot tell the difference between if you're, you really mean the mean things you're saying or you don't really mean it, it's gonna take it in. But it's also gonna believe if you say, I love you, good job, oh, thanks for trying. And I did it for a couple of days and I feel, I feel so much lighter and I really think that that's the process I went through. That I, it was important for me to not berate my past, to not blame myself for my past, to explain it. And I started having more compassion for my past, for my story. The compassion like, is breathtaking to me. And, and I, I wish I could impart that on every single person listening, how critical it is. And it, I think so much of it has to do with shame. I was just gonna say, um, you hit the nail on the head early, like a second ago, and you said, you know, we're so ashamed. We all make decisions. Um, we all learn from them, hopefully, when they're the wrong decisions. Um, but then we hold on to it. We hold on to all the negative stuff. I, I can't tell you one positive thing that someone maybe said to me growing up. You know, I, I just didn't hold on to it. It was as if it didn't, that, yep, whatever. And I just let it go. Whereas right. every single little negative comment, uh, perceived look, um, everything, yes. you know, your brain just goes crazy. And it just, I hold on to all of it. And I just, I am always working on letting that go. And I am um, more, so much more aware of when I talk negative to myself. Um, the hard part for me is flipping it and being like, no, you're fine. <laughs> Usually I just say, shut up, Liz. <laughs> Block it out. Um, it's and we good. can all come up with our own little <laughs> mechanism, yeah. you know, and it's a work in progress. Daily and, practice. And we can't be mad at ourselves either for screwing it up. Like, oh, there I go again. Hey, that's, that's still something to work on. And I, a great line that I've been saying to myself over and over, when something comes up in myself that's either old habits or a negative thing, the phrase that helps me so much is, isn't that interesting? Yep. Isn't that interesting that I just said that again? Huh, isn't that it? And it's just, it softens the blow, you know? But yeah, relating to shame, I know exactly what you're saying. And for me, when it came to abuse, you know, or any trauma that you've had or anything, the key that I tell and every time I speak is, this was not my shame. This was not my secret. It was his. I'm it so glad his. you said that. That's on my notes to talk to you about because <laughs> I use this quote when it comes to, I, 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 I do um, some healing sessions with clients and when things come up, not necessarily abuse, but you know, like you said, a lot of us have suffered a lot of different kinds of abuse. Mm -hmm. I always say to them, um, this very smart woman I know <laughs> said, and then I used your quote, but I have to reword it because I never remember it exactly. But I say, <laughs> when you share your story, it becomes our burden, our story, and we can all help you too. 
Oh, that's um, beautiful. Work through it. Yeah, so go ahead. You tell us your exact quote because it is actually my favorite part of the book. No, that was it. I, I did <laughs> just that it's not your shame. It is not your secret or, or whatever you are carrying. When you are a young person and someone does something to you, that is horrific. A lot of us, I did for years where I held it as my shame and my secret. Shame is the most paralyzing thing I can think of. And it is possible and it's, it's work, but it's worth it. Anything you know worthwhile is, is difficult and work. But when you can release that shame, just miracles can happen. Yeah. And you open the universe in ways that you, you cannot envision right now, how beautiful life can become. I really think that the key is to at least aware, be aware, oh, that's shame I'm carrying, okay. And then whose shame are you carrying? I, you know, I've done some really stupid things as an adult and bad decisions and bad judgment before I'd worked through a lot of stuff. And, and I'm not gonna write a book about any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I own it, that's my stuff. Like, okay, that was, that was not cool. The stuff that happened to me as a kid happened to me. And so that's not who I am. That's what my abuser did. And that's on him. That's his shame that he needs to carry. Uh-uh, not mine, I'm done. And so shame, shame is such a low vibrating energy emotion that um, yes. when we hold on to it for so long, uh, it becomes, I almost feel like it becomes such an easy emotion to feel. You can get confused when other things happen. All of a sudden you're, you feel ashamed because of something mm -hmm. that you may not even need to feel ashamed about. But, and, mm -hmm. and yes, when you hold on to it, it can cause illness and sickness and certainly emotional distress. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like releasing that shame, but you have to understand, you have to become aware of it first. Mm -hmm. And you also mentioned that too, the moment you are aware of this is not my shame, yeah. um, really is like a great big step toward your healing because you let go mm -hmm. of that. And, and it must have felt like a weight, a weight of a thousand pounds just released off of your heart and your, I don't know, that's how I would imagine just like, it's not mine anymore. Yes, freeing. And and I think a lot of people are like, oh, you have so much courage to speak out and share your story. And I appreciate it because that's where they're coming from. You know okay. why? Because I think a lot of us would be ashamed to do it. You know, ashamed yeah. to acknowledge that I did this. Um, and that's why I say it would be courage for me to stand up and share the stupid stuff I did like a few years ago. <laughs> that would be courageous because I'm terrified, you know. Or foolish. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel like courage to me. Um, necessarily one because I've, I've shared it over and over and over that's another way to honor your past is sometimes if you can be repetitive or do it different ways it just lightens the toxicity of it but it's it's you know if someone I always say too, if someone stole my car out of my driveway and I came on the show and said oh my gosh I woke up and my car was gone would you would be like oh that's terrible what happened but would you say oh you're so courageous to talk about that yeah not necessarily right and that's honestly my experience now that's nor should I nor should you feel shame for something like that that's something that happened to you and your doors right. were locked you had the keys in the house you know and even if the doors weren't locked and even if i left the key in the ignition this mm -hmm. is probably going a little bit on the side no nope, you're say, right even if i left the key in the ignition yeah not the best decisions but it was still wrong of the person to take my car. Right. I didn't, you know, and I think that applies to so many situations. Just because I wasn't prepared properly for this person entering my world doesn't make it my fault or my problem. Right. Just adding that as an aside. 
Well, it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. So um, becoming aware of feeling that shame, um, honoring your past and understanding it's not your shame. It's his story. It's his shame. It's what he actually did as the adult in power. Um, I yep. feel like so many people would benefit from understanding that one little quote that I love so very much. Oh, I'm really glad. I'm glad. I, I hope it can help somebody. And it's a process. Nothing is, oh, okay. And you have enlightenment, you know, um, and it's layers, but it's really possible. Like if anything, I just want to know that it really is possible to heal from, you know, half of my life was awful in so many different ways. But the second half is so much better than how awful it ever was. And but that's the other thing about honoring your past. It has helped you to become who you are today. And you maybe mm -hmm. still made silly decisions as an adult, mm -hmm. but <laughs> we all do, you know, we yeah. all do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, and I've been asked, you know, I, as crazy as it sounds, I wouldn't go back and change it now. And I wouldn't want to go through it again necessarily, but I wouldn't change a thing about my trajectory of my life now. It's so special and, and beautiful. And every day I, you know, have such gratitude for the little things and I wouldn't be in the spot in my life had I not gone through that. And, and that I need to honor that, the, the journey, the path, uh, all the ugly bits, you know, it's, it's all part of why we're on this planet is to learn these different lessons and have different tests and, and to evolve. And so bring it. <laughs> right. Right. And I think awareness is the first step. So honoring and understanding that where you came from is so important because it, it is who you are today, whether you're happy with that or not becoming aware of, um, becoming aware of that, honoring that, trying to let that go and then moving forward, like, what do I need to do now to understand who I am now and to move forward? I, for me, it's all about understanding why I make, made decisions that I made, um, going back to my past and it's gross and it's ugly and it's not, it wasn't fun, mm -hmm. um, but really truly working toward understanding myself so I can then grow and heal and have a happier life. <laughs> you know, at least feel calm inside, better inside because no one knows the turbulence or sees the turbulence that's going on in the head, you know? And I, I have to share that you're probably not going to enjoy hearing this or it's going to be oh, geez. One, <laughs> one of the most inspiring things about you to me is how you live by example and how you teach by example, you know, that you are so authentic. You're one of the most authentic people I think I've known. And that you are so just vulnerable in front of people. You're honest about the mess. You're honest about the success. Some of us are not comfortable with either one of those sometimes. And you have been instrumental to me in this short little couple of years that I, we've connected. Well, thanks. Uh, that it's okay to just be authentically you. Yeah. All phases. So well, I, I just, because you know, I know anyone listening, they know you, they're nodding their head right going, yes, that's <laughs> So I just wanted to share that because well, thank you. My journey, so thank you. Oh my goodness, I had no idea. Really? I know you. You say that to me a lot, you know, like you. Okay. But it's just I don't. I don't. I don't internalize. I don't internalize the positive remarks. I'm working on it, as you can see. <laughs> I'm working on it. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. No, no problem. Um. 
Okay, so now you've written the book, you, you go to schools and you talk to people about educator abuse and you enlighten them on some signs to look for. You enlighten them on what you went through. Ooh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I told you I don't handle compliments very well. Okay. Um, I'm still reeling from that last Aww. one. <laughs> I'm so glad I told you them. It's good tears. It's thank true. you. It's thank you. Um, but you are also doing a few new things that I think is fun to talk about, and I hope you don't mind. Um, I have a couple of questions. I have listened to your podcast. I love it. And I will talk a little bit more about the book, um, where people can get that. I will talk about your podcast because it's awesome. Um, but also, I had a question about Victoria Speaks Out. I don't know what that is, but we can talk about that in a minute. Um, and I wanted to talk about first your adventure YouTube <laughs> channel. And then I wanted to talk about your it's crystal, so your sound healing, because the sound healing that you've been doing has inspired me to try the same. So, yeah. So tell me a little bit about your, um, your adventure coming up. A little, you don't have to go deep, but you know, this is but exciting. Okay. It's just hilarious that you want, want to talk about it. I so do because listen, you have gone through hell. You have Aww. written a book to help people. And now your mindset is so positive and you're going so like, different. yeah, you're going toward an adventure and you're not shying away from it, even though you have your reservations. Yes. Um, and you're, right. I think that this, and you're educating yourself. This all mm -hmm. falls in line with this podcast, just so you okay. know. So you I'd know, love that, actually the fact that you brought it up is helpful for me to put it in that category so I don't feel so foolish. Okay. Oh no, it's fun. All righty, uh, <laughs> folks listening, I'll let you decide for yourself. So um, my husband and I are training to hike the entire Appalachian Trail. Yeah. I don't even know what to say right now. It's uh, I'm 53 years old, and so is my body. <laughs> like, <laughs> It has my body has some some challenges that I have to overcome. And so I started a little YouTube channel. Honestly, it's called um, well, my channels adventures with Andrea, one of my silly channels adventures with Andrea and the playlist is journey to Georgia because the Appalachian Trail starts in Georgia and goes all the way traverses 14 states up to Maine. And it really the journey of getting to the starting line is completely ridiculous in my mind like how on earth am I going to do it but I'm trying I'm trying my husband could be ready to go tomorrow right. um he's very patient he wants me to do it with him so we've said it a reasonable thing it's going to be in like three and a half years and I it's been really interesting like dealing going to the chiropractor getting massaged fixing my little boo-boos and my issues and stuff and yet I'm really learning that regardless of the outcome I'm so outcome driven I'm so task driven um, and this is helping to soften that a little bit for me, that even if I don't make it, none of this will be wasted. That I'm learning about, oh gosh, backpacks and sleeping pads and how to light a stupid fire that doesn't work and sleeping in the rain and all these crazy things. And, um, and they're also valuable. And I'm growing toward this goal regardless of the outcome. And I'm really excited to just, I'm starting to chill a little and just like let go of the outcome, the importance of the outcome. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting closer and it's really fun. It's, I, it's think, really I think the outcome, as you get closer to the three years that you have built, the time that you've built to get there, I think that the outcome 
of course it's I'm so outcome or I am so outcome oriented yeah. like I want this to happen and this is when I want it to happen and yes. and I'm gonna work toward that thing and I I think that's okay to be that way but mm -hmm. we both know that we have to let go of the outcome you can do what you can you can plan you can prep you can but if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen but the thing is mm -hmm. it's you're working towards something and I think that's inspiring it doesn't matter what the thing is you're working yeah. toward a huge goal um, I love huge, scary goals. I love them. I love working for a goal that I don't think I can do. <laughs> I, I do too. But it's like, like, uh, and then you could end up being right. Like, yep, couldn't do that. Uh, is that really a shame? No, you know, and then, oh my gosh, I did it. I cannot believe it. And then there's so much value in that too. I love agree. It. I agree. It's, it's a metaphor short, for life. Not just scary stuff, you know? No kidding. No kidding. And I also yeah. think because of what you've been through, you're, and because of your healing process, you're ready to take on those big things. Yeah. If you weren't ready, you wouldn't be doing that at all. Yeah. Um, That's so, true. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I will ask you um, some questions, unless you have anything else you want to share with us. Oh, Crystal. Oh, my God, you're sound healing. I almost forgot. We have to talk a little bit about how did you get into the sound healing? And, and I know that you go on Facebook and do some lives with it sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, so just how did you get into it? How has it helped you? Oh my gosh. And what do you want to do with it going forward? Okay. Oh, my sound healing, my, my bowls. They're like my family. So, uh, uh, I don't know now, four years ago, maybe a friend reached out to me saying, Hey, there's this class. They're going to do this, uh, crystal bowl sound healing thing. You want to go? I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but yes. And I asked my husband who I assumed would say no. He's like, yeah, why not? Wow. Okay. That's great. And so we went and, and we had no real expectations because we had no idea what to do. Um, it was unbelievable, life-changing. My husband really thought he was just going to kind of fall asleep when it was over. He, I turned to him and I, I know people listening can't see his eyes were like saucers. And I said, what? He goes, Oh my God, I just time traveled. <laughs> he probably he did. Profound, <laughs> profound reaction. It was amazing. I, I, I can't go into too much. I, I would be here for three days, but um, it, it, it was life-changing. And he, William was the one who kept saying, I think you're supposed to do this. I think you're supposed to do sound healing. I'm like, me? What? Like, why do you see that? Like, I didn't see that at all. And he just asked me this really interesting question. He said, well, wouldn't you enjoy it? I said, well, I'd love it. Yeah. It's like, you need to pay attention to that. I'm like, oh, just another reason why I love this man, right? How great is he? When, the, when our friends or our loved ones like s s know what's better for us than ourselves sometimes. And so I went back to a few more sessions and it was another thing of, you know, coming from the universe. Like I had not, I feel like I had nothing to do with it. I still feel like I have nothing to do with it. And one of the ways I think you asked, like how it's helped me heal I did talk therapy for years and years and years. It helped me tremendously. It really got to me to one part of my healing. Um, and then I get to a point where I can say anything. I can talk about my story till I'm blue in the face. I don't feel anything anymore. But there are still uh, trauma issues trapped in my body. Mm -hmm. And I would have you know, panic attacks and body reactions to certain things that drove me nuts. And I would have this attitude like, I'm better than this. I shouldn't still have to deal with this. I'm fine. You know, things like that. It's so ego oriented. Right. And then there was something that happened with the sound healing that it's all about vibration and the mm -hmm. sound waves, you know, we are we're 70%, our cells are 70 to 80% water. 
And so just think, you know, sound waves can move really well through water and through the air, it, it would, it moves all the toxins around and your body holds on to memories. And something opened up when I had those sound healing sessions and my panic attacks just went away. It was, it was just miraculous. And so then I went, I, I just kept pursuing it. And then my husband got me a set of bowls, God bless him. And then I went and I got, I, I had a certification to be a sound healing practitioner. And I've, I've done a bunch of sessions in people's homes and, and it's just unbelievable seeing people's reactions physically, like less pain, emotionally, spiritually. And it's, and I, I love that it's not, I don't feel responsible for any of it. It's kind of like Reiki, how you practice that. I am just this, I'm just like the tool that it goes through me, it helps the energy facilitator, energy facilitator. Right. And so my ultimate goal is to have a sound healing studio. And what's really interesting is we were looking at a place right about February, oh, January, February of 2020. <laughs> Do you remember that, was right? that this year? <laughs> that was this year, 2020. And I was this close away uh, from signing a lease. And thankfully I did not, because that would have been, that's when the universe knows. And I was like kicking and screaming, like, I can't believe that. And now I'm like, okay, I'm just going to let go of all outcomes and just yeah. follow the flow yeah. and let the universe do its thing. And, and it knows better than I ever will. And so eventually, you know, when it's time and it's the right place, I, I have no doubt it'll happen. So, so in the so meantime, just, yeah, I'm still on Facebook and I'm, yep. and, and once I'm more comfortable doing it in groups, I'm really not comfortable right now, but um, hopefully. I, I hope you mean because of um, the virus COVID. and not yes. because of, okay. So yes. like Reiki, when you give Reiki to somebody, you have, you also um, receive the benefits of Reiki because it's energy. I also feel the same way about the bowls. You sort of touched upon it, but I'm wondering in your certification, because I'm not certified, I just play. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you also feel the benefits? Do you, you receive the benefits from the bowls? I, I firsthand, I can tell you, I think I do, but I'm oh, wondering if you- 100% yes. It's a very different experience than receiving it. I don't feel it the same way mm -hmm. um, at all. Um, but you are absolutely helping yourself because those sound waves are everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, my intention is very different than when I'm receiving it. You know, it's the same thing as with my, my intention is just to create light and love and help whoever's listening receive what they need to receive. Mm -hmm. And so it's all about intention when, when you're doing that and listening. The playing is actually more about listening. And I, I know this is going to sound woo out there for some people listening, but when I have all the bowls in front of me, plus I incorporate a lot of other instruments too, to enhance just the relaxation of the time and, and everything. But when I'm sitting there listening with my body and my spirit of like, I honestly feel like there are bowls that are become like magnets where I get pulled like, oh, I need to play this one now. Oh, oh I but I feel the same way. So it's not that crazy unless we're both insane, which we might be. And that's okay too. We have a good club. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised because you're already so in tune to listening to that. Yeah. So it mm -hmm. feels like a natural progression for you. I'm so, I was so happy when you got your bowls. I jumped out of my chair. I'm uh, not even kidding. Oh yeah. Because it's just another tool, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just, um, it's certainly nothing I ever foresaw when I was 15 years old thinking someday I'm going to play these crystal bowl things for people. But I always gravitated towards stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I always was into like, oh, psychics and stones and gems and everything, you know. Because at never... some level, even at 15 years old, you knew that this feels right. This feels yes. good. 
-hmm. And maybe we're a little bit more aware now as we've gotten older and gone through our experiences, but you and knew I that there was something to it. Yes, sorry. And I think the more you do it, the more you know to listen to that whoosh inside your body when you're getting pulled toward anything, whether it's gardening, whether it's cooking, whether it's whatever, you know, it's follow your passion, follow your joy. And I feel like that's, I feel like that is so much more important that people give credit to it. Mm -hmm. That if that brings you joy, there's, there's wisdom in there. And we need to fill our lives as much as possible, especially right now with anything that brings us a glimpse of joy, no you know, and, mm -hmm. and, Oh, I love making greeting cards for people. I don't know. You know, do you, you or do, do you? No, not at all. But I, I don't know why that I have a feeling someone listening is going to feel that way. Yeah. So I just said it. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but like, if you love making greeting cards, you need to give that a million percent effort and energy and love because you're supposed to. And then more wonderful things are going to flow. Absolutely. I agree. One hundred percent. Um. So, okay, so love the um, crystal bowls, love your sound healing, love your adventures. I think it's hilarious. I, I, I haven't seen one though in a little bit. Have you, have yeah, you I published? Break. I, I, okay. Last week was a bad week and I'm like, screw this. Yeah, it was a tough <laughs> and week. And today I was inspired. I'm like, oh, I think I might make a, the next video of the ways I'm treating my plantar fasciitis. Perfect. <laughs> because so many people are telling me they have it too. And like, I had it and didn't know that's what it was. And so between friends and my chiropractor, I've gotten, I have like four or five things I do every day and I have so much relief. And, and if I can share that with somebody else and all of a sudden their feet don't hurt as much when they wake up and touch the ground, mm -hmm. um, that's worthy of a video. So absolutely. Don't hold I think me so. Too, but I think that's my next one. Nope. You're going to do it now because you said it out loud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So I will talk, we will once again, bring up all of the, um, places where people can find you and the things that you're doing. But I did want to ask you my last three questions okay, that ready. I would like to ask everyone who comes on. Uh, when you, I think I know the answer to this, but I might be wrong. When you feel at peace the most, what is it that you're doing? Oh, that's so hard because lately it's so many things. But can't it change? Happen. But right now, yes. it could be one thing and tomorrow or the next week, it might be something different. Mm -hmm. I, I do, I seek out these moments every day consciously because I know they bring me peace. So I do a lot. I, I sit out in my backyard and I watch the birds battle out the bird bath <laughs> and it's hysterical and everything goes away. And I just watch the birds and I, I realize I'm sounding like I'm 95 years old and I don't even care. Like I'm the old bird lady. I, I have such intense peace and I'm connected to the universe. If I'm hiking, I'm in, it's like completely spiritual. Playing the bowls, I'm a completely at peace. When I'm meditating, when I'm truly breathing and after you know, like five to seven minutes in, after I get past the crazy monkey brain, I am one with the universe and so content. And That's awesome. when I'm when I'm sitting with William and we have a glass of red wine and we're watching Netflix, I'm like, this is good. And that might not be the healthiest, but so I, that was probably a lot of answers, but I honestly have so many avenues of peace that I have cultivated. I really think I, I consciously try to seek them out. And so mm -hmm. now I, now I get a little resentful if, if my time is taken away from them. Like, yes, no. but you, yeah, but you have choice. You I can don't. make sure that you don't let that time be taken. I'm not going to keep you much longer on that note. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's okay. All right. You ready for the next question? I'm ready. 
what is your favorite self-help or spiritual book? I, I, in the, originally my question was, or whatever book, but you know what, this is about healing. This is about moving forward, becoming aware and how to heal yourself and all of that stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm going to keep it as is. What is your favorite, either self-help type book or spiritual book that you like, you would recommend without a doubt. And if you this, don't read this, those kinds of books, it's okay. You can say none. Nope. I've got an answer for you. Hands down. It is called, There is Nothing to Fix huh. by Suzanne Jones. Amazing. There is nothing to fix. I could go on and on, check it out. There is nothing to fix is brilliant. It, 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 it has so much. Um, just, just check that out. There is nothing okay. to fix. There's nothing to fix by who? Suzanne Jones. Okay, I'm gonna write that down while we're sitting here. Okay. Cause I'll forget. There, I think it's S-U-S-A-N-N-E. Suzanne Jones. There's yep. nothing to fix. Sounds like it's right up my alley. Oh, you would love it. It's fabulous. Yeah. Okay. Now, I think you're doing a lot of what the, I think you're doing a lot of this, but if you could do anything in the world, money and time isn't an object, what would it be? Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm living it. I think I know I would, it's, it sounds like everything you're doing is just I think exactly what I what would you should do, be doing. I, I think what I would do is is help like give all the money to William so he could quit and go hiking and traveling like and you could go with him <laughs> or I could be his, his like crew. <laughs> oh, that's so um, nice. Yeah, I think because I my life is just I'm so content. I'm so at peace. So uh, I would, I would have the, give the ability for William to be able to just go, just go wherever he needs to go. And that's very selfless. Stuff. That's very nice. Oh, he's awesome. But I think that um, giving him that and letting him do that will just make your lives together better. So it's yeah. sounds selfless and it certainly is. However, I think, you know, when your partner is happy, then you're both happy. Yeah. 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 That's nice. Okay. So I just want everyone to know that they can check you out on your website, andreaspeaksout.com. Mm -hmm. If someone wanted to book you for um, training, mm -hmm. so your abuse prevention trainings, they can contact you at your email. Is that correct? Yeah. My email is andrea at andreaspeaksout.com or just go to the website and just the contact form is fine too. Perfect. Yep. Um, your YouTube channel is Adventures with Andrea, if you want to follow yep. her journey to the Appalachian Trail, <laughs> um, which I think is awesome. I love that you're um, vlogging about the journey to the journey. <laughs> I love that. Because this, 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 these journeys count. We all have them where we're trying to get ready to go do something else, you know? Yeah, but there's all these little stories. I know you're like um, reviewing a sleeping bag and a backpack, but, you know, it's fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your Facebook page is Invisible Target. People can follow you there too. Um, and your podcast, Andrea Speaks Out. Mm -hmm. And of course, the book, Invisible Target. It's breaking the cycle of educator sexual abuse. You can get that on Amazon. I listened to it through Audible. Um, and what is Victoria Speaks Out? So it is Victoria and the Big Brave Breath. Oh, you're, oh, the kids' book. 
Yes, okay. I'm really excited about that. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that was the name of it when I- No, it's that. okay. It is basically teaching kids mindful breathing to help them with the worries. Perfect. And I'm very excited. It's going to be for preschool, like three to seven-year-olds pretty much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm thrilled because I'm working with a Disney illustrator. That's amazing. I can't even believe it. His, his work is, I can't wait to share it with the world. It's, it's beautiful. His work just captures everything- I, I want the book to convey, and I, I really hope that families can use the book together, teachers, mental health practitioners. I, I want like families to have the experience together of, you know, Victoria worries a lot about a lot of different things in her, her teddy bear, Baxter, teaches her this, he calls it a magic formula of this mindful breathing, very simple thing that she can do to make her worries much, much smaller. I and love it. I think really important about the book is that she practices the big brave breath during non-worry moments. And that's what I think we forget to teach our kids sometimes and ourselves is you can't just wait until you're in the, you know, when, when the kids are stressing out of their moms, okay, just relax, just calm down. Nobody can ever do that. But if you're practicing all the time, every day, a little bit, then you can access that tool in a tougher moment. And I honestly believe if we can teach this young generation to regulate their emotions and to breathe, we could change the world. I'm not even exaggerating. Nope. I really think it's important. It was so critical for me to write something to, to reach that. And so um, hopefully by the time this airs, it will be out for the world. It's, it's, it's getting very close. We finalized the layout of it and the design and uh, it's beautiful. So it's Victoria and the Big Brave Breath, hopefully coming to an Amazon near you soon. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'll be one of the first people's people buying it. That's for oh, sure. Oh, thank you. Um, but it's one thing, it reminded me of one thing that I always say during a meditation class is that we don't meditate to empty the brain of thoughts. We do, we meditate so we can realize when we're distracted in real life when we're not meditating. So if we're distracted by thoughts, emotions, anything, then mm -hmm. we know to come back to the present by connecting to the breath and the body. So again, it's not about that Band-Aid fix, like you said, when you're in the moment, um, what happens is your brain starts to realize I'm in a moment and you sort of can separate yourself. So yes, awesome. I'm so excited about that book. Oh, thank you. And thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and taking your time, um, taking the time to spend with me today. I really appreciate it, especially as my first guest. This was um, so fun. I'm really glad we got to do this. I hope I didn't talk too fast. I always do when I get excited, but um, I just appreciate the questions and your thoughtfulness. I love that you are launching this podcast. I think it's going to reach and help a lot of people. Just thank you for who you are and doing it. And, and including me as your first guest, it's just, I'm very honored. Just I am so excited that you were able to, and you said yes. So thank you again so much for being here and for yeah. being so honest. And I don't care if you don't think it's brave, but being so brave to, um, share, your, <laughs> to share your story with everyone because it's helped so many, so many people, not just um, victims of educator abuse. I feel like so many more, myself included. Um, and thanks for always inspiring me. <laughs> Thank you for the same. Alrighty, I'm going to um, just simply say goodbye and thank you. What sets you apart from others? Take some time to reflect on this question. In which ways are you unique? If this is hard for you, reflect on why. We love to hear from you, so please send us your comments, questions, or musings 
to talktoheelpodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for tuning in today and joining us for today's episode. Join us next time when we'll be further discussing the idea of honoring your past and how this concept can help us to uncover, process, and eventually heal from past negative experiences so we can all move forward. Until then, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Mm -hmm.